Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, I have my good friends, Dustin Miles and Hayden Harrington. Welcome, fellas. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yeah. Hayden, do you want to kind of start off and I'll uh, follow you? Sure. Yeah. My name's Hayden Harrington and really appreciate you having us on the podcast, Gary. Based here in Dallas, Texas, been here for about seven, eight years and originally from the Houston area. One of the managing partners alongside Dustin at Momentum Multifamily, where we focus on acquiring you know, 100 plus unit apartment complexes in the major metros across Texas. Awesome. Yeah. And for a quick intro on me. So I'm on the forest side, the west side of DFW and my backgrounds in engineering. And so I was an engineer for a long time before going real estate full time. And yeah, super excited. Our, you know, we uh, bought a deal earlier uh, in Houston and, you know, looking to grow down there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, today we're going to talk about the differences in managing a C-class versus a B-class versus an A-class, as you've had some uh, experience in all three. So curious, what are some of the pros and cons of the different classes from an asset management standpoint? Yeah, from an asset management standpoint, I mean, I'm just speaking from experience. So the C-class deals that, you know, at least I've been a part of have also been smaller so there's also that that variable involved as well. And then the A-class deals that we've been involved in have been larger. So anytime you have, you know, you, I mean, the whole, the appeal of apartments in general is economies of scale. And with economies of scale, you can, you know, generally, you know, get things, buy things cheaper, hire better people and things like that. And so, you know, it's been, you know, in C class versus A and, and, you know, during COVID, we did see, you know, quite a difference. We had more delinquency, more bad debt, all that on the C side and the deals where, you know, it was more, you know, kind of that lower C as opposed to that upper C, you know, we did struggle more so is what we saw uh, versus the, the A class product that we have. You know, there were some people that weren't able to pay and things like that, but for the most part, it was just a lot more stable, a lot more seamless, less peaks and valleys and things like that. So, yeah, it's kind of the main differences. Right. Nice. And, you know, how do you guys, you know, measure and track your success of the asset that you're managing? Hey, do you want to jump on that one? Yeah, I think one of the big things that we do is we, we obviously get a pro forma from our management company before we even submit an offer. 
And that's basically the benchmark that we kind of hold them to. So, you know, internally, what we do is, you know, every month we get financials. And so we're inputting them against our pro forma that we got originally and seeing where are we on an annualized basis? You know, how are we actually looking? Are we high in payroll? Are we, you know, low in marketing? You know, where are we basically at? So we can track, you know, how we're doing and what to expect, you know, at the end of the year one, year two or, or so forth. So that's one of the things that we really hold our management company accountable for, you know, what they put out there, just because, you know, it's easy to put together a pro forma, but what's the actual reality of that? And so that's really what we want to hold them accountable for and stay on top of, you know, every week we're meeting with them and going over how leasing's going, going over where the effective rents are and so forth. So we just want to make sure the trajectory is, you know, where it needs to be. And, you know, everybody's everybody's interests are kind of focused and aligned. Yeah, today's November 9th recording this. And so I saw financials come in for one of our properties and the other one's coming in like any minute now. And so got to go through those 200 plus pages of financials and reports and whatnot. It's, you know, not necessarily fun, but like you really, you get so much information. So kind of looking forward to it, not looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the, uh, the big lessons you guys learned regarding asset management that you can share with our listeners that maybe in the last year or so? I'll give an example, and this is from a few years back, is just a few that kind of come to mind. You know, so I had some different experiences of owned in, you know, a different state and all that. And so there's just different things that kind of come along with that. So, you know, it, you know, on the asset management side, you know, working with a you know management company that is sorry in that area is you know huge if they're not in that area and they're new to the area and things like that it's just it's so difficult to get them spun up and you know it's not anything against them it's not anything against you know what they can do and all that it's just it's really really difficult to get get spun up and you know you don't have especially if you're new to an area, you don't have other properties that you can pull people from and, and you just don't know people you don't have contacts in the market. You don't have subcontractors. You don't have, you know, flooring and things like that it could be a little more challenging too. So, yeah, that was, there's have to, you know, had to change management companies on a few assets over the years. And, and that's been, you know, one big thing. And then just in general, the deals that have done well, if, you know, especially on that C class side, if we can, you know, the it's the person that office, the manager's crucial. I mean, they can, you know, it can go, you know, one way or the other fairly quickly. And, you know, just really being in close contact with them, making sure that they're letting in, you know, the right people. You know, we've had an instance where they didn't let in the right people and that cleanup uh, can take a while. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Aiden, what about you? Uh, any big lessons learned uh, of late? Yeah, I, I think really just, you know, going back to even before you get the asset, it's just really focusing on good locations because even, you know, it doesn't really matter where it is in, in any major city, especially you're going to deal with issues. You know, you're going to have some some tenant issues, some some crime issues and stuff like that. And, you know, the focusing on a good area on the front end is going to save you a lot of headaches down the road when you do get to that asset management point. So, you know, I think that's one thing to definitely consider just because, 
you know, on the front end, the numbers may look really attractive, but again, what's the reality of that? What's the, you know, risk adjusted return? How does that actually play out? Because it's one thing to have numbers on a spreadsheet. It's another to actually be collecting that rent every single month, paying your bills. And so the area, your tenant base, all of those things play, play an important role into the success of that opportunity. So, you know, I would definitely encourage people just to really focus on that location and understand what you're getting into because, you know, especially if you're investing outside of your backyard, you know, it's hard to get to know a location and, you know, a 20 minute tour and driving around the area a little bit. That's, that's pretty tough. So again, going back to Dustin's point, that's why it's so important with working with a good management company that can be your boots on the ground as well. That can give you additional insights from your own due diligence that you do on an area. But that would be my biggest piece of advice because no matter where you buy, you're dealing with people, you're going to have issues come up. And if you want to minimize your headaches and minimize the problems down the road, you know, definitely focus on that location where you're buying, understanding what you're getting into on the front end, and then just pairing your, your underwriting and, and your numbers with, you know, those expectations. Nice. So it sounds like Dustin, you guys have kind of abandoned, you know, C class and you're focusing on maybe B plus A. And I'm, I'm curious your, your thought process on that. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's a, a lot of different, you know, reasons and philosophies and things like that. You know, you know, we, you know, it's probably a little bit easier to manage just, you know, a kind of that a class, a minus just a little easier to manage typically, and, you know, a little potentially a little more stable, although we, we've seen some that we're not. So, but, and then, you know, on, you know, we're always looking at risk. And so, you know, as Hayden pointed out that the area, typically that newer product, typically the areas are, you know, a little higher income and things like that. When there is a recession and things like that, those areas typically won't get hit as hard. And then on just a risk, you know, just from a risk perspective, you know, if you go back and look at, you know, CBRE cap rate surveys and, and you look at A, B, and C, and, and so you see this, you know, this Delta for A is here, B's out further then C is, is out, you know, quite a bit. And so there's the, you know, there's from us, from our perspective, what we were like, well, you know, cause I mean, we just, I'm selling a C class deal and we're selling it for a low four cap and, and we're buying, you know, 2000, you know, eight product for, you know, high three cap. And it's like, yeah, you know, well, it's granted those are in two different metros, but so anyways, and then, you know, the deal we bought earlier this year, we bought for five cap. We just got a good deal because we bought during COVID, but anyways, but yeah, those are kind of, you know, some things to, I don't know, Hayden, if I've missed anything. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the primary reason. It's just, you know, if your cap rates are all on top of each other across the board, it just makes a little bit more sense to move up the food chain a little bit and lower your risk to Dustin's point, And you can get similar returns. That's not to say that BNC, there's not good deals out there. It's just they're harder to find. You know, you're paying a premium for everything right now. And it's just, would you rather pay a premium for a 60s deal or a 2000s deal? And in our minds, the 2000s deal in a good area makes a little bit more sense. That may change in the future, but we just feel at this time in the cycle and in the metros that we're focusing on, it just makes a lot of sense to kind of, you know, we still want a value add component. Don't get me wrong, too. It's not like we're buying A plus deals. We're buying, like Dustin's, a mid 2000s deal that's, you know, 100% classic. So we still absolutely look for that value add, but it's just a little lighter of a value add. And, you know, we're seeing, 
you know, a lot of success from that deal that we bought earlier this year. We're already exceeding our our pro forma by quite a bit, and we're we're excited about that. So we want to continue to kind of rinse and repeat. You know, once you do it once and you get your systems in place, it makes it a little easier. Again, you know, going back to the asset management, everybody is aligned. Our contractor understands the scope that we're getting into. That makes the rehab a lot quicker, a lot easier, a lot more efficient. You know, our regional is actually going to be the same regional because we're buying 20 minutes north of where other property is. That's something to really consider about from an asset management standpoint, because if you got two deals all the way across the country, that's going to be a lot tougher to, to, to manage. So, you know, in our minds, we just want to, you know, mitigate risk however we can and, you know, grow intelligently and not just grow to grow. And one thing I just want to add that Hayden, you know, just touched on it, you know, this whole, I don't want to say game, but this game is, you know, it's, it's mitigating risk. And so that's, you know, right now we feel that helps mitigate our risk. I mean, we're, we'd love to buy it. We're in DFW. We'd love to buy here, but we have to push in our minds from what we've seen, we have to push a lot harder to hit our numbers. And we're like, eh, can we hit those numbers? I, you know, I, I don't know. DFW's awesome market, strong market. We love it. But so that's kind of why we're, we're in Houston. We, don't we don't have to push as much and so we you know it's just uh you know it's a risk game it's we feel like our opportunity for success to our investors because we want them to win and then you know everybody wins and then it's a rinse and repeat situation they come back and so we want them to win and so we're you know we're geared towards you know this we think this is our best opportunity to win so yeah absolutely and and i love the proximity i have I'm purchasing my third property within like a seven mile radius. And I had a fourth, but we we sold and it just makes it so easy to follow up on properties and have the same regional and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So our last question, we ask all of our guests this question, what is your asset management superpower? Start off with Dustin. Oh, Hmm, that's a good one. You know, I I guess just being able to, yeah, you know, I, I I think we're both pretty detail oriented. So I don't know if if either of us or maybe I don't know, maybe you know that's Hayden's superpower. But for me, yeah, you know, I I think being detail oriented helps and all that. But I think just you know we're both you know very diplomatic and you know team oriented, and so you know I think just. You know, we both grew up playing sports and we just kind of really just see this as another sport. And so we're just, we're used to being on teams. We're used to, hey, this is, you know, I played soccer and so I played defense. So my role is I got to guard these people, make sure they don't score. And so this is just, you know, another team and I'm on another position. And, and so that's kind of, you know, I guess just being able to play well with others and play in that team environment and, you know, kind of create win-win scenarios for everybody, I, I guess, you know, uh, would be mine. Hopefully, Hayden, I didn't steal your, your thunder there, but <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, right, it's, go, go ahead. You know, when you propose that, that question, that's, you know, that's exactly what my mind jumped to as well. You know, working in a team, developing teams, because that's what this is. This is a team sport. And, you know, I think that's one reason why Dustin and I work so well together is, you know, we just, you know, bounce ideas and I off each other and see what sticks and we try stuff out and, you know, we remove our egos from the equation. We're not here to be right. We're here to do what's best for the business, for each other and for our investors. And so, you know, that's one thing that we just, 
we keep such a priority here at Momentum is just, you know, we're in this together. How can we build a more efficient team? And, you know, we, we extend that not just within Momentum, but also with the vendors we work with. You know, you have contractors, you have designers, you have, you know, countertop, flooring <laughs> suppliers, you have all these different vendors that you have to work with. And, you know, it, it pays dividends, I think, to invest in people and understand who you're getting in business with and not just jumping at the first option or the cheapest option that comes along. And so that's one thing that we really like to do too, is really, you know, get to know who we're working with. We did that with our management company. We probably interviewed about a dozen different management companies and, and not just talking to them on the phone either. It's, you know, going and meeting them, going and calling their properties and, and seeing how they're actually performing and, and so forth. And, I think that, you know, just putting in a little extra legwork um, and building a solid team with people that, that you trust and, you're, you know, you have that gut feeling that this is a good fit really pays dividends down the road. So, <laughs> yeah, I hate to, hate to sound cheesy, but I, I think that would be one of mine as well. Yeah, no, make, it makes sense. And no, I really appreciate um, you guys coming on the show and adding a ton of value on uh, asset management. I love your philosophy on managing risk, economies of scale, and, and that team aspect, which is so important. Please tell our listeners where they can find out more about you guys. Yeah, just uh, our website's momentummultifamily.com. And you know, love to connect. And you know, if there's something we can help with, we'd love to help. Awesome. Awesome. Well, to all of our listeners out there, thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast. So we can grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com, sign up for our newsletter, and we'll talk to you next week. Good night. Hey, everyone. If you like what you hear on my podcast and want to learn more, check out my Amazon best-selling book, Best in Class, How to Manage Your Multifamily Asset, Avoid Mistakes, and Build Wealth Through Real Estate. And if you want to take your learning to a whole nother level, Register for my asset management course available on assetmanagementmastery.com. I'll share all the things that we do and many of our resources to help you become a best-in-class operator. Go to assetmanagementmastery.com and step up your game today.